there are things, there are tools and skills that you can learn on a, at an accelerated pace. That's not what I'm talking about. Learning a tool versus mastering a field or a concept are two different things. So yes, for example, speed reading, I think it's a great tool, but is speed reading alone the end of the the goalpost? Is that where we're headed? Does that actually elevate me as a person, as a human being? Does it contribute to my evolution? Not really. Unless I use the speed reading in the service of being a lifelong learner in some field. Welcome to Wiseish. On this show, we combine modern neuroscience with ancient wisdom so you can master your emotions, heal your relationships, and pass on a legacy that you're proud of. I'm your host, Dr. Kavita. I'm a Harvard-trained physician and a double board-certified psychiatrist. And my passion is to teach you the tools that help me create the life of my dreams. Let's get started. Well, hello, everybody. How are you guys doing? Oh, my goodness. This summer has been a crazy busy summer for us, as it probably has for many of you guys. We were in Italy for a few weeks. It's my first time in Italy, and it was gorgeous and also crazy making <laughs> because we were stranded in Lisbon for two days and then we ended up um, losing all our luggage. I mean, we eventually got it back, but only after eight days of no clothes and having to buy clothes at every port on the cruise ship. <laughs> so quite an adventure, but still a wonderful experience. I hope you are having a wonderful summer. All right. So today I have a treat for us. And this is a topic that is very, very close to my heart. I love learning about the process of learning. How to be a good student is uh, an area of intense study for me and something that I'm fascinated by. For some reason, I'm fascinated by how does someone gain mastery over an aspect of their lives and what is the wise way to live a life? These two themes are constantly in the back of my mind as I'm going through life and experiencing people and situations. This is what I'm looking for, right? And what you look for, you find. So I come across gems, whether it's books or movies or lessons that I take from experiences. I end up with those gems because I'm looking for them basically. So today I'm going to share with you one of my favorite books of all time, which is Mastery. The book is called Mastery. So you can imagine how excited I was to pick it up. It's by someone called George Leonard. If at all you're able to find the book, I mean, it's readily available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Audible. I would highly suggest picking it up. Such a interesting um, and wise book, right? So George Leonard, um, from what I know, it was 
a student. He describes himself as a student of Aikido, which is a Japanese martial arts form, right? And we would consider him as a master, but he describes himself as a lifelong learner. And that itself is the first lesson from George Leonard and from the book that I've taken away is that there is no such thing as an expert. Those who are on the path of mastery are lifelong learners of a subject that intensely excites them and appeals to them and draws them in. I can attest to that in my own life. I've always been, even way back when I was a teenager, I was always interested in wisdom, emotional mastery, relational tools. How do human beings relate to one another and relate to their own emotions and their own traumas in a way that allows them to live the good life? That has always been, at my core, the question I was seeking the answers to. And at different ages, I sought it in different ways. But that was the central question. It still is. I'm a lifelong learner of that. So there are no experts, only lifelong learners. So if you want to gain a level of mastery into anything, it could be something in your career, it could be physical fitness, a sport, a musical instrument, um, a creative endeavor, parenting, relationships, pottery, right? It could be anything. If you are truly passionate about something and you want to gain some level of mastery in that, your first order of business is to set aside this notion that you're going to arrive somewhere and to take on the identity of a lifelong learner, someone who loves just learning and deepening their practice around that topic. It sounds so simple, but that one concept has helped me create the relationships and the business and the career that I now have, because nothing is an end goal for me. Everything has a long enough time horizon because although I have many goals along the way, my focus though is on being a lifelong student of this craft. The second um, concept or lesson that I am so grateful to have learned is the four types of personalities that George Leonard describes as a way of looking at how do people learn in general. He breaks it down into four types of learning that you can be or a four type of student that you can be of anything. Okay, the first is the dabbler. And the dabbler is the person who literally starts things, gets excited by the first wave of momentum, and then dies out. And that's something that I struggled with for a long time. I still have to catch myself because I enjoy the challenge of learning something new. I often can lose steam and interest after the first sort of bump of having mastered something in a very minute way. I wouldn't even call that mastery. 
it is just the first sort of skill acquisition level. And the dabbler is someone who only touches the first level and then gives up and then goes to something else, touches the first level, gives up. So it's always dabbling, which means you are never deepening your practice enough to be a masterful student and to be someone from whom other people can learn. Now, as I'm going through these four types, see if you can see yourself in any of those, right? Many of us are dabblers with uh, diet and exercise, right? We postpone starting. When we do start, we may keep to it for two or three days. And then the first wave of resistance or the plateau comes up and we just drop it, right? So that's the first one, the dabbler. The second one that he describes is also really interesting in that we often tend to um, we tend to look up to the people who do this second type of learning, which is the obsessive learning. And George Leonard describes it as someone who does not have enough of a long-term horizon and doesn't have enough of a deep meaning and purpose to why they're willing to be on this long journey of being the student and being, um, you know, in the process of starting over and over and over and staying on that practice, you need to have a deeper reason that can keep you going for the long haul. And when you don't, and you're trying to collapse time too quickly, you end up getting anxious and really obsessing and trying to squash mastery into a certain time frame. Now, there are things, there are tools and skills that you can learn on an, at an accelerated pace. That's not what I'm talking about. Learning a tool versus mastering a field or a concept are two different things. So yes, for example, speed reading, I think it's a great tool, but is speed reading alone the end of the, the goalpost? Is that where we're headed? Does that actually elevate me as a person, as a human being? Does it contribute to my evolution? Not really, unless I use the speed reading in the service of being a lifelong learner in some field, right? So the obsessive, is someone who overdoes the effort in the initial period of starting to learn something and then burns out, gives up because they've hit a wall because they've tried to take what often takes months, years, sometimes decades, and they want to have immediate gratification and when something requires a lot of learning and you want immediate gratification, the only way that you can even try is to be obsessive about it, which means that you will burn out. So that's the second, dabbler obsessive. The third one he describes is the hacker. The hacker is someone who learns or begins the process of learning a new skill or a new concept gets over the initial, you know, they, they get that initial dopamine hit of learning a couple of skills and becoming good at a minimal level. And like everybody else, they hit the plateau. 
they push through the first plateau, see another little bump in their skill level, and then they're satisfied. The hacker is someone who is not on the path to mastery. And here I want to point out, it's not that you want to try to be a master at everything, right? If you try to master everything, you will be a hacker at everything. So it's okay to be a hacker in certain things as long as you have picked one or two things in which you are determined and devoted and committed to becoming the master, right? Those are two different approaches and you want to pick the right approach for the right thing. And then the final one is, of course, the master, right? The person who's willing to be a lifelong student, who's willing to uh, not just tolerate the plateaus, but love the plateaus, which we'll learn about in the next point. So the first thing is that there are no experts, only lifelong learners. The second lesson from George Leonard that has saved me is the concept of these four types of learners in general. And then the third one that I've taken away from his book and his um, practices is that modern culture, and there's a lot of uh, basic neuroscience research to corroborate this, by the way, modern culture is all about endless climaxes is how he describes it. Basically, when you look at a commercial, for example, right, you might see someone working on a cake for literally... 20 seconds, and then the rest of the commercial is the celebration and the eating of the cake. Or you may see someone um, biking for a few minutes, and then the next thing you know, they're winning some race or winning a medal, right? So it's all about going from climax to climax, even though life actually doesn't work like that. We're surrounded by cultural myths and cultural messages that you should be moving from climax to climax. You should be going from growth to growth to growth in an exponential way. And if you're not, then you're doing something wrong and you need to give up or do something else. And this sort of approach of needing constant climaxes is what leads to the hacker, the dabbler, and the obsessive in the first place, right? So that's the third thing I've taken away is that in the areas that I'm dedicated to being a lifelong learner, okay, and there are two in my own life, one is emotional mastery and the second is relationships. Those two areas of my life, I am determined to be a lifelong mas uh, learner and master it without considering myself done and an expert. I don't, I, I will never be a complete expert. There's no such thing. I want to be learning in these areas on my deathbed even. So this modern culture needing constant climaxes has helped me not fall into that trap in these two long-term mastery goals that I have as a way of framing the meaning and purpose of my life. The fourth lesson is that we hear a lot that, you know, when you try something, you're going to run into some obstacles and you have to stick with it and overcome these obstacles. And there is a lot of truth in that. But George Leonard goes one step further and he says, you don't just expect and plan for these obstacles and these plateaus or this resistance. You actually welcome these plateaus and this resistance 
because we think of plateaus and resistance and obstacles as being an interruption in our path to mastery. But he says these plateaus are actually when your skills are consolidating. They're going into muscle memory. And so during that time, you want to deepen your practice of the fundamentals of whatever it is that you're learning. Go back to the fundamentals and deepen your practice of those fundamentals because that plateau is necessary for muscle memory and for consolidation of everything that you've been learning. So when we think about it in that way, these growth bumps followed by plateaus the plateau is actually where the growth happens and the growth become visible when you have the bump, right? It becomes visible to other people when you're able to do it. But during the time when you're practicing and practicing and deepening the practice, but you're still not quite there, that's actually when the work of muscle memory is being consolidated. And so he says, those are the time periods that are the most crucial and that we should not just tolerate them or uh, push past them, but we should welcome them and be grateful for them since that's where the actual work is happening. This concept blew my mind. It's helped me stay the course in many, many things. And the final concept I wanna share with you guys is that he talks about, and again, I've heard this in different places, but not quite this way. I've heard the, you got to love the process, right? Maybe you're training for a marathon and you are told that you have to love the process of the actual training. And I get that, right? Intuitively, it makes sense. But the way George Leonard said it in his book really was an aha moment for me. I got it on a deep sort of, bone marrow level, if you will. So these are his words, and I may be paraphrasing here, but these are, this is the concept that really gave me the aha moment. He says, you got to love the process so much that for every mile that you take successfully toward that goal, that mastery, you hope that the destination has moved two miles further out. Just think about that. He so loves the process that he actually wants the goalpost to move as he's moving closer to it because he doesn't want the process to end. That really gave me the full appreciation for what loving the process is. Because I used to think about it more like, you know, just love it because then it'll help you get to the goal faster. And what he's saying is getting to the goal is actually not what he wants. He wants the goal to keep moving out because he actually wants the deepening of the practice itself. The waking up at four o'clock in the morning, the tying the shoes, the quiet rituals that we all have around the things that we are committed to being a master in and being a lifelong learner in right? Maybe you're a painter, the setting up of the easel and finding the right colors, right? That itself is so beautiful that you don't want the painting to be quite done. And to me, that has helped me come away from the, why am I not there yet? Why am I not 
you know, where this other person is or that other person is or where I thought I would be or where I plan to be. Because I'm more focused, at least in the two areas where I'm committed to being a lifelong student, I'm more focused on the rituals of the process itself and finding the beauty and the joy in those simple rituals. So those are the five things that I've taken away from George Leonard. I hope you found that useful. I would love to hear in the comment section, um, in the review section, leave me a comment with what your thoughts are from this episode. What is it that you want to be a lifelong student of? Maybe you have a relationship or a craft or something at work or um, a mission project, right? Something that you are committed and wanting to master. And let me know first, what is it that you want to master in your life? And second, which of these five lessons from George Leonard has been most useful to you and exciting for you and inspiring for you to try to apply toward your own mastery journey. All right, my friends, I love you all so much. Have a great rest of the week and I will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. I hope that you enjoyed the show and that you're leaving with some great takeaways and maybe even some breakthroughs. If you're ready to master these tools and apply them to your life, come join us in Mastery. It's our monthly membership program where we help you customize these tools to your life. Plus, we coach you and support you along the way. You can get all the details at bit.ly forward slash masters of fate. That's one word, no space, masters of fate bit.ly forward slash masters of fate. The link is in the show notes. I hope to see you there.